everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome into Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to hang out. As Pat Mayo says, please smash that like button. Leave a comment in the YouTube section. We have seven games on the ice tonight. Going to break it all down with the Eric Young. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy hockey, have some picks, some props, some DFS plays on the way out as well. If you have a question, maybe it's a season-long question. It is week 12 of the fantasy hockey season. So your standard formats and head-to-head means there's only two weeks left until playoffs. So we're going to kind of break it down in just a little bit. There's a couple teams playing five games. There's a ton playing four games. So your opponent's going to have a lot of games. But if you have a question, please leave it in the YouTube section. I'll circle back before puck drop. But it is time for the prize picks play of the day. Follow the link in the description for a 100% first deposit match of up to $100 when you use the promo code. Check out that link in the description. So... Seven games, lots of my favorite players here today to talk about. And I'm not even going to bring up any abs. It's on your own. I mean, if you want to play Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, good on you. It's, it's, it's sound advice, not going to lie. Those two are absolute studs no matter the matchup. And they have a date with the Minnesota Wild, who are coming off a couple wins against Vegas. But I'm going to talk about my old boy, Kyle Connor. No surprise here, 3.6, two goals and six points in five games against the Ottawa Senators this season. 14 shots on goal in those games. As much as it's about Kyle Connor. It's also about the opponent tonight in the Ottawa Senators. Yes, they play competitive and they hang around a lot of games and they're not in a pushover, but overall they're five and five numbers per 60 minutes. According to natural stature, it's not good. It's not great, right? Third most shots allowed, second most, third most shot attempts, second most shots, sixth in goals against per 60, seventh in scoring chances, and they've given up the third most high danger chances. They're among the leaders in penalties taken as well. We know about Kyle Connor and his spot on the power play. He's the trigger man, so I'm taking the over 3.6 there. We're just asking for a goal and a couple shots. I think he finds the score sheet, whether it's an assist or a handful of shots, I think we'll get there. And then David Pasternak, I don't think we've taken them all year. I'm not sure if the Bruins play on the Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays often over the past few weeks, but they have a date tonight with the Philadelphia Flyers. So again, it is about the opponent. The Flyers, 4.1 goals against per 60 minutes at 5-5 five five since March 1st. That's the number one mark in the NHL. It's not even close. Number two, Buffalo, 3.1. So a goal more than the Sabres. That's how bad Philadelphia has been. And Pasternak has played the Flyers three times this year. All he's done... He's had two hat tricks and uh, eight points and 14 shots over that span. So six goals, eight points and 14 shots. And plus, this is a guy who has at least four shots in 10 of his last 13 games. He's coming off a game where he had two goals and three points and five shots in his last contest. And he's just been red hot lately as well. Six goals and 10 points over his past 13 games. So give me the over on Pasternak. Check out prizepicks.com. I would consider the over on Patrice Bergeron as well, 3.6. Let's bring in Eric Young. Seven games. EY, what a sexy jersey you got there, buddy. You finally had it. Oh, man, I'm jealous. It looks nice. Yeah, the re- reverse retro, Kaprizov. Uh, I'm going to take some pictures of it and send it to Dom, who claims to be their number one fan, and say, your, <laughs> your move, buddy. And if he calls me out, I'll show him where I put $20 on them to win the cup before the season even started. So oh, man. Uh, I've been on the bandwagon for a while now, and uh, I still think they can do it, man. It's a really interesting team. Yeah, it, it is an interesting team. And as I said earlier, you know, a couple wins against Vegas and all of a sudden, you know, they're right there. 48 points, a third in the West, two back of Vegas with the same amount of games played. It's pretty impressive stuff. I know they went through a moment earlier in the year where it was like, OK, they're they're not giving up a whole lot, but they're not really scoring. But uh, they're. They're clicking, man. They're looking really good. They're looking competitive. It's going to be a very tough division between those three teams. And as of right now, the Blues are not 
in a playoff spot. So I think that has to be one of the most surprising storylines yeah. at this point of the season. So week 12 of the fantasy hockey season, the Flyers and the Bruins play five games this week. So if you can get your hands on any of those players, obviously the studs are our own, but there's a couple EY like Matt Grizzlick is a guy we can get into yeah. a little bit later on, but um, he's available, uh, you know, in season long leagues. Krejci is not a guy who's going to give you a lot of shots, but if you're lacking assists, maybe you're in a roto league, you need some assists, you, you need some faceoffs. The veteran center has 10 points, five power play points over his last seven games. Nick Richie's starting to heat up a bit. Uh, he's got at least four shots on goal in four of his past five games, and you know he can rack up some hits there. He's a, he's a shooter. Uh, Craig Smith, another guy you're very familiar yeah, I just, with. I was just going to say, yeah, he's got five assists last yeah. week, so. Yeah, he's heating up volume shooter. Uh, he's got the three games against the Flyers this week, so a good spot. Farabee's been dropped. I don't understand why. Uh, this is still a guy who's got 27 points in 35 games. His ownership is sub 50% in Yahoo League, so check if he's available. He's back up on the top line with Sean Couture and JVR. He's had a lot of success with those two this year. And then Jacob Borachek, I don't know. He's, he's another guy like Krejci, not going to give you the assists, not a big volume shooter, but 24 apples on the season is a guy who can help you. Anyone else that has, there's a ton of teams playing four games. And the only team that's not playing two games or four games, the Vancouver Canucks. And we don't even know, man, there's a lot going Thanks. on with the Canucks. I want to speculate. It's starting to get scary out there. It's starting sure. to get very scary. Hopefully everyone is safe there. The, the players and the family members, the coaching staff, we may see them shut down for a couple weeks. It's very possible. There's a lot of people talking about if they're going to play again. I don't want to speculate on any of that. Um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, if you're in a head-to-head league and you need wins this week, I, you got to do what you have to do. You may have to cut some of these guys like JT Miller and Quinn Hughes are guys that I'd like to keep. But other than that, you know, Thatcher Demko, it depends. You need starts. You got to make moves. But uh, that team may not play this week. So you got to plan ahead. Uh, anyone else? Like, y- you've been dead on about Jason Robertson over the past couple of weeks. This guy's been an absolute stud, man. Yeah, I've got him in a ton of places. Uh, a guy that's interesting on defense right now is Gustav Forsling from yes. Florida. He's playing top minutes. Um, like this week alone, he's got a goal, three assists, 10 shots on net. Like sign for a defenseman, sign me up all day. It looks like he's going to kind of fill that accolade spot. So um, I think on the power play, they're going to probably do it by committee. I don't know if Forsling's getting a ton of time on the power play, but he, he's playing a ton and he's, he's delivering. So, and Florida is just, I mean, they're so good, right? Like it doesn't even make sense. They're, they're good. Yeah, they are good. Um, I was asking a buddy yesterday if he thought that they were legit and we were kind of on the fence and we think, yes, they're, they're really good and they're buying in in year two, right? With Quinville and they're getting strong goaltending from Burboski and Drager when he gets in between the pipes, but they are going to have to go through probably both of Carolina and Tampa, right? Yeah. If let's say yeah. win the division, if they win the division plus, Carolina Tampa probably play each other, but if they come second, then they likely have to play Carolina or Tampa and assuming Tampa or Carolina win their first meeting, they got to go through both of those teams. It's very, very tough, uh, yeah. but, they, but they look strong. I, we said it at the start of the year. Look, if Tampa Bay doesn't win the Stanley cup again, I will be floored. I mean, it's just, it's literally, I did bet on them, which I mean, says a lot about me, but if they don't win, there's, there's no good odds. You mean like I'm not going to bet on that because I can't, it's impossible to make money, but they're the best team right now in the NHL and they're going to get Kucherov back. Like, I mean, it, it almost seems unfair. Best defenseman, probably the best goalie yeah. uh, deep, yeah. deepest four lines. It's insane. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> it's it's insane when you really look at it. So, yeah. Um, 
I, I like the the Forslink call. The, the article, by the way, is free over at FTNFantasy.com, just laying out some deep ads, some drop candidates, some under-o defense. And Forsling was in there. Jamie Oleksiak was in there, too, as a guy who can help you out in hits and blocks. So a ton of season-long info over at FTNFantasy.com. Let's get to the goods tonight. We have seven games, as I mentioned, on the ice. Let's start with the Montreal Canadiens and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the Oilers are second in the North Division here. They are six points back of the Leafs, 38 games played. The Canadians are six games back of the Oilers, sitting in fourth place with four games in hand. Montreal home favorites here, minus 124, 17 and 17 against the spread, 16, 9 and 9 overall. The Oilers, 23, 14 and 1, 18 and 20 against the spread. The total is six plus 107. I don't know uh, if I had this on the show or not, but. I was on the under last week. I sweated it out because the Habs came out flying. They had two goals and hit two posts in the first four minutes. But Montreal was off for about a week and a half, and the Oilers had played three games in four nights. They just had a tough two-game set against the against the Leafs. So this is a little bit different now. Edmonton's had a bit of a bit of rust, and this was the game where Connor McDavid threw the elbow on Kakanemi. He took a puck in the chops early. He was clearly frustrated. I've never seen McDavid that frustrated, Eric. There was a play where there's a three-on-one where they scored a goal, but Jesse Pugliarvi went offside. It was just a lazy play. It was a clear three-on-one. All he had to do was stop, or he, like, half-assed dragged his leg, and it was – and McDavid was staring him down. And I'll tell you what, I felt pretty awful for Pugliarvi. Uh, I was – he probably was scared shitless. And why can't you be the best player like me? Yeah. <laughs> just not get – don't get in McDavid's way, okay? Just, like, stand off to the side. If he's probably going to pass you the puck or he's going to score a goal. But – I think it'd be a more competitive game tonight. I like the total here at six. You know, Mike Smith has played pretty good. Carey Price has been strong. It was a it was a very bad game for the Habs on Saturday. They were, they were pretty sloppy. I expect them to be uh, a little bit better defensively. Probably going to see uh, Eric Stahl make his debut tonight too. So just added more depth, not a big fantasy asset. What do you think about this game? I lean under. I'm not sure on which side I'm taking yet, but I think under six is a, is a decent play. Yeah, I think under six is a, is the play. Um, I'm showing here on DraftKings that Edmonton is plus one seventeen, and I feel like you know that after the, the elbowing thing, and I don't, we've said this a bunch, but like Gardner Davis is gonna, I feel like he's gonna want to win. You mean like, and if he really feels like that, I mean it, he's the hardest guy in the NHL to stop. Like it's the ultimate team game, and even if he's playing a ton, he's only playing you know one third of the game, but. I mean, he's heads above everybody else in the league. And if he's motivated and upset, or not too upset like he was in that game, because he was definitely frustrated. But I, I think Edmonton wins this game. But I don't know if I feel confident enough to do that. But I would do under the under six for sure. Yeah, it's I, I get all the points, right? It's it's he's going to be fired up. I understand. Um, I was really impressed with how Montreal played him, though. They they made the Oilers go away from Dreisaitl and McDavid. It was pure. I don't know if it was on Friday. I think we talked about this, right, Matt, with, with EY or, or maybe it was with Griff dog. And I think it was with Griff dog on Wednesday that Philip Deneau just shadowed him. Like it was peewee or Bantam hockey. He followed him everywhere on the ice and clearly that got under McDavid's skin. And listen, there's, it's very difficult to shut him down. We've talked about this on the show. There's only been a handful of games over the course of his career where he's went through slumps, you know, one against your guys' Leafs where they were able to shut him down from, you know, strong goaltending. And, 
you know, with the Canadians just kind of shadowing them, I expect that to be the same. I, I, I kind of lean Montreal here. They played the They're Oilers gone. tough uh, this season. Yeah. They beat them earlier in the year, 5-1, 3-1. Another game where they lost 3-0, and then um, looking at the schedule here, and then the, and then the last game where they, they took care of them. So 4 nothing. So they've shut them out a couple times, um, actually just once this season. But in three games, I played them four times. I'm all over the place here. But in three of the four, they've held them to two goals. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So there's something to be said about Philip Deneau. And that Tatar Gallagher line shutting them down a little bit, playing some defensive hockey. But I think the under definitely is the play here, Eric, with just both goalies playing pretty decent over the past month or so. Mike Smith has looked good, man. Yeah, he, he has. Uh, he's got Oilers on the front of his helmet. I know this has nothing to do with anything, but it looks like it's one of those old Cooper helmets. So it's yeah. uh, straight, to, straight to my heartstrings with that, uh, the old school Cooper, Cooper bucket. Um, it is interesting the point you bring up about Deneau. I mean, like... Nathan McKinnon talked about him, I think, on Spit and Chiclet, saying he's the hardest guy in the NHL to play against. I mean, an average fan doesn't even know who Philip Deneau is. Um, I, I mean, I believe that, but yeah, it, I believe it too. <laughs> it's he, you know, he he's done it once against McDavid. He can shut him down. So we'll see if he can do it again. I, I, I believe that he can. Um, and that's an interesting matchup thing that you got to think about going into these kind of games. I mean, it, by another guy that's one of the best centers in the league, he said he's the hardest guy to play against. So McDavid's going to have him on his, you know, in his pocket all night. That's what Deneau does. So it's a really interesting uh, point. And I think probably Montreal wins this game. Yeah. And I mean, even if he doesn't shut him down, I mean, hold him to a point or a goal. I mean, that's a way. That's shutting, that's shutting him down. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's right? a W. Yeah. That's, that's it. So it's just something that I've noticed with the Canadians playing the Oilers. They've, they've done a decent job against that team as opposed to other teams inside the division they've, they've struggled with, right? So that, I think that's the play. If you can find Tyler Toffoli, I can't find him right now. I was talking to Matty Best before, uh, producer here of the show, before you came on, before we, we started here live, that Toffoli was a game-time decision on Saturday, but I was looking everywhere for him, and books didn't have him. Because, you know, we've been talking about him quite a bit as a guy that we like for shot props, and he had the goal – in the first period and he had the three shots halfway through the, through the game. So I, I, I can't find him anywhere right now, but just keep an eye. That would be my favorite shot prop here on the board. Um, Matt, do you agree to Foley? I know you're a guy who likes. Yeah. To Foley for me has been an insta lock all year. And he's been one of the guys that's actually come through for me. Unlike a guy like Barkov, who's been an insta lock for a lot of people last night. (laughs) I don't bet him anymore. I stay away from him and I've learned my lesson, but uh, I think out of all the plays we've discussed for this first game here to Foley, if you can find it will be my favorite. I'm not completely sold on the over under here. Just having Connor McDavid in a game and an under is kind of terrifying to me. Um, but give me the Toffoli shot prop if you can find it. It, Listen, we got it um, last week with Koskinen in net, and man, did he struggle. Montreal hit three or four posts. Uh, I mentioned the two goals in the first couple of minutes. I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to get this, and then it would just kind of settled down. We don't know if Mike Smith's going to start, but I would assume. I'll tell you what, if Koskinen doesn't start, if he does start, that honestly would be enough for me to to shy away. Maybe it's a more of a wide open game if Montreal gets to him. But I do feel like the under is the play into Foley. I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook. I know I don't give a lot of unders, but Jonathan Duran under two shots at plus 125. Not bad. 
Not been bad. great since the coaching change. He's been really good. Back with Ducharme, he coached him, you know, in Halifax with the Mooseheads. His ice time yep. has been up, and he's been shooting a little bit more. But even still, he's just averaging just under two shots per game since Ducharme has been there. But you're right. He has been playing the best hockey he's ever played with Montreal. He had a really strong yep. year before he got traded with Tampa Bay. But um, I don't mind that play. I mean, people like to hear some unders. I don't know. I don't give out a lot. But during a <laughs> – under two at plus 125 is it's not bad. Let's move on. Boston and Philly. Bruins are minus 175 at home, 10 and 24 against the spread. The total here is 5.5 and Philly plus 148, 16 and 20 against the spread. The over here for me, I'm not even going to think twice. I was actually shocked to see it at five and a half. It should be six. I would expect this to get to six. Uh, five times these teams have played. Here's how it has gone. 5-4 Boston in a shootout, 6-1 Boston, 4-3 Boston in overtime, 2-1 Boston against Philly, 7-3 Boston. So Boston has taken care of them all five times, and four of the five have gone over the number. The Bruins just played a 7-5 hockey game against Pittsburgh. Say what you want about Carter Hart. We picked on him enough. Set off the top of the show, the most goals allowed per 60 minutes at 5-5 five and five over the past six weeks, five weeks. Uh Boston, not great defensively either, Eric, right? Um, so yeah, which kids, I, I don't know if you can say that. When great. was the last time you said that? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been – I, I don't know if I've ever said it, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, know if I've, I've ever said, said it, it right? Even, like, with you, you're a little bit older than me. Back to the days with Ray Bork, like, I've always had a staple on yep. the blue line. Chara's gone. They didn't replace Krug. Yeah, Matt Grizzlick is great. Uh, bit of an offensive defenseman. Some of these kids who are playing good to start the year are not. And this Boston yep. team – they're struggling. So I'm not sold on them actually beating Philly again, despite having zero losses against them, but I am sold on the total. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to bet on Philadelphia to do anything because they're the most confusing team to me. Like if I look at them on paper, they look really good. You I mean like there's a bunch of guys, especially when you're getting like such a huge effort still from JVR. Like there was a point when he was like in the top five in scoring. And I mean, if you would have told me that two years ago, I said, no, he probably wouldn't be playing in 2021. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Like you said, Farabee has been pretty good. They got Patrick, they got Drew, they got Couturier. And I mean, uh, Povarov was supposed to take this huge step. Carter Hart looked really good at the end of last year uh, and pretty decent to start this year. I was like, ah, oh, this is, this is great. You know, Philadelphia has finally found their goaltender and fast forward to now, who knows? Elliot's been rotten. Carter, Carter Hart's been even worse than him. So, yeah, I'm not betting on them to win any games until they show me they can do it. They lost to Buffalo. It's the end of the discussion. Should have lost to him twice. Should have lost to them twice. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, so Matt Grizzlick, 1.5 shots. You can find that uh, in a couple spots. William Hill, I am not seeing it here uh, on DK, but you can also catch it uh, on Bet365. Grizzlick, yeah, no dice. But 1.5, this is a guy who's had at least two shots in 13 straight games. It's pretty solid. It's a strong sample size there. If we don't get it, I feel like it's a bad beat, but he gets power play time, and he's, uh, he's getting a lot of ice time there. So 1.5. And then in the same game across on the other side of the blue line, Von Provorov, 1.5 at William Hill is plus money, plus 150. This is a guy who's been getting there as well. You go look at the back of the hockey card a couple games with six shots. So those are the two that I like. I can't get behind any of the flyers. I just never know who it's going to be. Right. Couture, I think is their best player, but he's a bit of a pass first guy. Pass yep. juice up here at minus minus one eighty two, three and a half. I think you could find him if you want minus minus one forty, minus one fifty. But at that point, why don't you just bet on him anytime goal 
All right, just take a shot on him. Uh, anytime goal. He's got the two hat tricks against Philadelphia this season. So maybe a multi-point game, multi-point show and have some fun with it. I think there's going to be some goals scored in this game. Let's move on and uh, we'll talk about Ottawa and Winnipeg. Winnipeg, uh, heavy home favorites here, minus 200, 28 and 10 against the spread. The total here is six, 22, 13 and three, the Jets on the season. The Sens plus 170, 22 and 16. They fought back in the second half of um, a two-game set against the Canadians. They beat them 6-3 on Saturday. Really competitive, getting some uh, strong play in net. Brady Kachuk dropped the gloves with State Theodore. Man, that guy's got stones. Um, your sense? Jay Weber. Oh, yeah, Shea, Shea Weber. Imagine Shea Theodore. I think there'd be an issue. Uh, Shea yeah. Weber. Man, that guy's got stones to, to fight him. Are you yeah. in on... The Sens here as a road dog, plus 170. I, I, I know. That, it's that, not going to surprise anybody, but thinking I'm thinking about it. about it. I'm thinking about it. And I've, and I've said the same thing all, all year. Uh, I put my money where my mouth is. It's probably going to be a mistake, and that's fine. But the personnel they have, the coach that they have, and how they play, they can beat anybody if they get okay goaltending. And they've been getting it in the last couple of weeks. Um, so – yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with them t- to win tonight. Oh baby, do it, Matt. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm not going to bet on <laughs> the Sens because I don't have the stones that Ey does there. Um, I don't. I also don't want to pay the juice for the Jets, right? I just have no interest yep. in that. I think I'll just play the shot prop game again here, boys. It's. It doesn't feel like a coward move because I think shot props is where a lot of the money has been so far. So I don't even feel bad backing out of making an actual bet and jumping on a guy like Kyle Connor. So this is a mistake, I think, Kyle Connor. Use our free prop shop, ftmbets.com. It is absolutely free. It's simple. It's it's actually amazing. It's one of the coolest things ever if you like to make bets, especially props. You just type in Kyle Connor, boom, and you'll find the best odds possible. You see DraftKings. Two and a half minus 182. Eh, maybe I won't go there. Unibet, two and a half minus 177. I don't think I'll go there. William Hill has him at 1.5 minus 120. 1.5 minus 120 for Kyle Connor. I, I don't understand it. Uh, six shots in his last game. Three, two, four, four, three, four, two. Where do they get these numbers? Three. This guy has cleared... 1.5, and I don't know. There's too many games to count. Like, this is a guy – I go back and look at – I don't know, Eric. Are you in on one and a half? He's going to have two um, shots tonight, is he not? He's had a shot in every that, I, I don't have that app. If I feel like every week there's another one, and I'm just – I'm overwhelmed already. <laughs> but I don't have that one. But if I did, I would definitely – I would I'd definitely do that. I don't have William Hill either. I'm jealous. Um, so, 34 of the 38 games this season – Connor has had at least two shots and he's had at least one in every game. So I think that's a mistake. I don't think you'll yeah, see that, it wrong. That has Pause to be the, the show and go best, make a bet. That has to be the best line per value, like for value this year by far, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can't think of anything totally. that was even close. Maybe ranting in to start the year. But other yeah. than that, Connor one and a half. I think you have to do it at those odds. Yeah. Pause the show, go make it happen. Uh, and they come back and uh, we'll talk Vegas and St. Louis blues plus 110 at home Vegas minus 129 on the road 15 to 21 against the spread St. Louis 10 to 27 against the spread EY I don't know man I don't know what the heck is up with the blues uh, maybe they're missing Angelo way more than what we thought 
Uh, we've had guys come on this show and say they're just going through the motions and they'll turn it up in the second half. And I've agreed with that statement, but now they're out of a playoff spot by three points. They are three points behind Arizona. They're 16, five and six on the year. They're two, seven and one over their last 10 games. And they've lost six straight hockey games. Now they have a Vegas team that's lost three straight, probably ticked off. I got to take Vegas here on the money line. I don't care. Right. If the blues show up tonight, good on them. That's what I expect. I expect them to show up and play their best hockey game and fight for their lives, but I'm taking Vegas at those odds. I'm not even thinking twice. What do you uh, think? To me, it's the old saying is like, show me good goaltending. I show you a good team. Jordan Bennington has not been good. He got paid and he hasn't been the same goalie. I mean, this does happen. It doesn't happen as often in hockey, but guys get paid and then they become unmotivated. I'm not saying I know that's what it is, but that's what it looks like from, from my view here in Franklin, Tennessee. He, I mean, he is not the same guy. He's pretending to fight people and whatever, like he's a basket case to begin with because all goalies are, but I mean, to me, it's just, they, they're not getting stops when they need them. And, and obviously Petr Angelo, it was a massive part of this team. I, I thought that it would really hurt them. Krug is not on the same level of player, uh, not even close in my opinion. No. So, you know, it's, they're just defensively, they're not as good and they just can't get stops and they're, 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 they're struggling to win games at all. They might not make the playoffs. Which is crazy, right? It's, it's I mean, nuts. It's a crazy game. I mean, I, I, I just yeah, put money. I just is. bet money on Ottawa. It's, we're living in a wild world here, Chris. You're right. <laughs> but dude, the Sharks have the same amount of points as the Blues with the yeah. same amount of games played. Yep. They scored more goals than them this season and four fewer. And they've all of a sudden won four straight games. It's, I wouldn't make any bets on the Blues making the playoffs either. Um, I think on paper, they look like a team that should be in and they'd give anyone a fight. But right now, there's something going on. And I don't know what it is, but. I'm taking Vegas. Matt, you agree? You taking Vegas in those odds? Yeah, I mean, before the show even started, I said to you, like, what is going on with this Vegas line here? Um, We said it a few weeks ago when Vegas was like minus 160, minus 170, that you kind of just have to take them over and over and over again. It's like the opposite of the going against the Sabres. Um, But I think Vegas here is my favorite bet just straight up of the night. Uh, It's between that and the Flyers-Bruins over. Those two are just like my key cogs when I'm building my card. Jonathan Marcheseau was uh, three and a half here north of the border, about 365 plus money. That's too much, even though he hit it. He's had at least four shots in three straight games. But he's been shooting uh, a lot. This is what I've known from this guy over the past couple of years. And into the bubble last year, he was disappointing. And to start of the season, he was disappointing. Now, he only has nine goals on the season, but he's got 109 shots. He's got a couple games. You know, you look back at the last 12 or so, there's a game with six shots, eight shots, seven shots. And then uh, four in each of the last three. William Hill has him at minus 145, two and a half. Even DK has him at uh, minus 154, two and a half. So I like that one more so than Pat He's been quiet. He hasn't been shooting as much. He's not on that first power play, which I think is a bit of an issue. Uh, Maybe they, I know they're trying to get their power play going. Pete DeBoer has talked about that at length, getting that power play going. Maybe Pat in the second unit is the trigger guy. Maybe he's trying to pass too much in the first unit. I don't know, but I just stay away from, the Patrick shot prop, even though it does seem like a decent matchup, but Marcia. So is the one I like we move on to, this should be a, a good one, even though uh, the abs just kind of had their way with the wilds, 
earlier, I think it was a couple weeks ago, Minnesota plus 148, 19 and 17 against the spread, 23, 11 and two on the year, Colorado minus 175, 16, 21. Pete DeBoer said last week that he may, that the Avs may not lose again. <laughs> They're 8-0-2 oh, in their last 10. They've won four straight. You're wearing the Wild jersey. What do you think? Uh, I think if it's any other team, I'm betting on the Wild on principle alone. Um, but Colorado is an absolutely wrecking, wrecking machine right now. This is a team I think we all thought they were going to be yeah. uh, the team that they are right now. They're um, scary good. Oh, my God. And Grubauer's playing the best hockey of his entire life. Um Man, they're scary. I, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I wouldn't want to play them tonight. <laughs> I get it. I, I love Minnesota. Look, I mean, uh, I, I know that Don Musician is saying claiming to be the number one Minnesota fan, but I put $20 on them to win the Stanley Cup before the season starts. And now I've got this sweet jersey. So it's your move, Dom. <laughs> Yeah, he has been uh, he has been betting on them. I think as a show, we've yeah. liked them quite a bit as well. We've been riding some of their shot props, Kaprizov points. Uh, the Zuccarello train was fun. We've been off that one for for quite a bit. But um, you know, ranting in here is is two and a half minus one thirty nine. Landeskog is two and a half minus one hundred nine. DK and then Nathan McKinnon is minus one forty one. Three and a half. William Hill, he's minus 155. That's where I would go. I have a little bit more faith actually lately in Nathan McKinnon than I do Rantanen, uh, but I like all of them. So in that two-game set, March 18th, March 20th, Colorado outscored them 11-1, to and they absolutely dominated the play. It was just in Minnesota's end the entire time. <sighs> It's just hard, so hard to bet against them. Minus 175 is tough as well. I think what Cam said on Friday with the total, even though we didn't get it, we got burned by the total. I think um, it was under five. I think maybe I would lean with the over here, but Colorado in some parlays, I just, I don't know, Matt, let's bring you in. What do you think, man? Like Colorado just looks so darn good right now. It's hard to bet against them. It is hard to bet against them. And I feel like minus 175 is the right line. Usually we like to attack it if it's a little too high or a little too low here. Um, I I might go puck line on the wild. This is one of those games where I just like to sit down and watch it. And yeah, I feel like yeah. I've already passed on a few I'll be games. watching it with my jersey on, just sweating. <laughs> it's an unbelievable jersey. Uh, it looks so good. When you sent me the pictures, I was like, I, I need this oh, to hurry so up good. and arrive. Um, but... Plus one and a half, if I'm looking at it right now for the wild, is probably what I go for, if anything. Other than that, I really like the McKinnon call over Rantanen lately, like you were saying. And uh, if you can find Kaprizov at plus money, I've been hitting that too. Yeah, not bad. I think Nate may be the call. You know, as much as I say over, man, Cam Talbot has been awesome too. Yeah. A 928 save percentage, and Grubauer has got a 929. So it's not tough. going over. Yeah, it's, yeah I over just think the goaltending until yeah. Talbot shows me that he's, I mean, he's been unbelievable. Kalkinen was their starter. Talbot has taken over again now, and he's been unbelievable. Yeah, the Avs have won 12 and 14. Maybe maybe the under is the play there, but it's just so it's so scary, when, especially when you see the Avs just rolling. Like all three Every time McKinnon touches the puck, you're like, oh, it's going in the net. It's going in the net. Yeah, like we would have to have them. Like I see Minnesota scoring maybe a max two goals. Right, so you would have to have Colorado below four to get that, which is so scary. Maybe we just get involved with Nate, and that's it. 
Toronto and Calgary in here next. The Leafs took care of the Flames last night uh, pretty easily. A couple goals there late in the, or in the third period to take care of them. Plus 127, the Flames at home, minus 148, Toronto. We're on Toronto here at uh, FTN. I was on the Jets last week. That was a mistake. The Leafs just look good, man. And now they're going to get Campbell in that tonight, who has been unbeatable. Uh, 148, I think, is a good price. You know, a lot of the times we've talked about a team bouncing back, especially in the second half. But I've said this on this show for quite some time now. I don't believe in the flames. I don't think they have the personnel. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're very good. <laughs> so at minus 148 for the Leafs with their better goaltender in that tonight, I'm taking them. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I, I've had them out of the playoffs the whole year. And after our predictions during the first show, a lot of people came after me saying how like Calgary, they, they got Markstrom, they got Tanev, like they're going to be better. They were decent last year, but like, I just didn't believe. And I mean, they're just, even they had that bit of the bump when uh, Daryl Sutter came in, but it just, they just look not super motivated as a team. So it's uh, yeah, I'm uh, they're good. Leafs win Campbell. Apparently he's never going to lose another game. <laughs> never. It's getting a little bit closer to him being the game one starter. It's still like, it uh, is. yeah, I, it's getting wild. We've talked about it a couple times and don't need to bring it back up again, but it's looking like a very good possibility. I don't know. He keeps playing pretty good, man. Team in front of him is playing pretty good as well. So I don't know. Is there anything, Matt, from a shot prop standpoint for the Leafs? I know you said you had William Nylander plus money last night. Yeah, I wasn't a big happy fan of that. Um, I do have a question for you guys. Does the Leafs not scoring power play goals since, like, the middle of March concern you whatsoever. I mean, their five on yeah. five play has been pretty good, but you, you got to think that this is eventually going to catch up to them. Right. I I was watching the game, not last night, but uh, the last Maple Leafs game, my wife was ignoring me on the couch. And uh, I said, right. They haven't scored a power play goal in, in weeks. And there's, you know, over $60 million of, Hey, on the ice and they can't score it's it doesn't make any sense i mean they've scored on the penalty kill that's i mean there's something there but uh, the penalty kill is unbelievable right now but i mean the power play this is a team that it should be in the top five uh, you know all year but they're just maybe they're just a bit of regression because they were scoring like know. crazy on the power play to start the year like most of yeah. their goals there was a point where almost 40 percent of their goals in the first month of the season were on the power play yeah, and their power play was like 40 percent or something so Maybe they need to mix it up a little bit. Uh, I don't watch a ton of Leaf games, but when I watch them, they have Matthews, you know, in, in a great spot where he comes down by the blue line in stride and they give him the puck across and he's the trigger man. And uh, Matt, I, I just brought up Nylander because I, th I thought you said at, at the top that he was plus money. And anytime he's plus money, I actually don't mind taking that shot there. I know he didn't get it last night, but... This is a guy who is um, he's shooting the puck a little bit more this season. And he had six shots, I think, before that. So plus money, I'd rather, you know, get involved with him than a Matthews at minus 150 to get four shots. Yeah, Nylander had a few, like, bad beats last night, too, where he just yeah. couldn't get a stick on the puck, and he was firing it wide. So he easily could have hit that mark. It's just bad puck luck on my part. But for my bet here in this game, uh, give me Leafs money line. Yeah, I think we overthink it too much if we don't take uh... – Take the Leafs here. Uh, the final game, LA and Arizona. The Kings minus 110. Arizona played last night. Got the W against Anaheim. As we mentioned, they're in a playoff spot. Minus 105. Basically, a pick them here. 18 and 20 against the spread. Arizona 18, 15, and 5. The total here is 5.5. The Kings 23 and 13 against the spread. 14, 6, and 6. You know, I don't really have a strong feel on this game. Uh, Arizona played last night. 
I think maybe uh, L.A. sitting there resting at home. But I probably won't bet this game. What do you think? Yeah, it's a tough call. I've liked L.A. I think they're, they're taking the right steps. Um, man, that's, that's really tough. I don't – do we know if they said is it going to be Peterson or, Peterson or Quick playing? Probably Peterson, Yeah, I would assume. He's been the better goalie. They're not on a back-to-back. Yeah. He's got the 926 save percentage. Aiden Hill, I don't know if he'll go again, but he's been he's been pretty strong too. I think my initial feel is the under. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably I mean, for me, probably the safest is the under. I, I don't trust Arizona to beat LA. Um I like LA. I don't know. I have a hard time, a hard time with them. Yeah, I I it's just it's one of those weird games. Inconsistent teams. They're an inconsistent team. That's that's yep. what my feeling is with the Kings. They're a 500 team. They've lost, you know, they're three and seven in their last 10. They've lost two straight. Uh, Arizona, you know, they've won two. They're in a playoff spot here. I think the feel that I have is is the under, but I'm not I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet on any of these teams. I think the shot props. Um, Garland has been hitting. Matty uh, gave me the nine straight, I believe. Garland, there was a point where we were all over him and then we went away from him, but he's been shooting again, two and a half. Jeez, I had Kessel last night to have two shots and he didn't get it, but this is a guy who's been shooting a lot too at minus one and a half or at 1.5 shots. I'd consider the over, but Garland is the play. And then Dustin Brown, he went through two games where he didn't get the shots, but then he, he got back on the train there over the weekend. So I would get involved with him at two and a half. So a lot of shot props that I like here. Um, DK. Where do you think the goals are going to come from? Where are you stacking tonight offensively? Is it just Philly and Boston? Is that the first <laughs> first game maybe yeah. you go to attack? And I, I still feel good about Toronto. I feel that power play is going to hit at some point. Um, Galchenyuk Cal- scoring goals lately? Yeah, and I mean, that line has been pretty effective. Uh, I know, like, so a lot of the underlying numbers have been very positive for him. It's kind of a cool story. You know, a guy bounced around and now he's playing top six minutes with Tavares and Nylander. Um, I don't think any Maple Leafs fan when that signing happened, one, everyone was like, what, why are we, why are we doing this? He can't even play for Ottawa. Um, and now he's playing another their second line and he's playing well. I mean, he's uh, the work ethic for sure is there. You can see that he's a guy that he's worried about not playing in the NHL. That's what it looks like. So it's, uh, I think it's a pretty good find by them. And I mean, he's got skill. I mean, being a Montreal fan, you know, this guy pretty well. Oh yeah. And uh, I said to Matt last night, like I was, I'm happy for him, right? He's yeah. uh He's a player that obviously has bounced around a little bit there. His name was, you know, in Montreal and in, in circles in, in the wrong way. And, um, you know, they, they shipped out some of his friends and, you know, this is just reports. It's just me talking now and following the Habs team pretty closely, but they shipped out a couple of guys that uh, he was close to on the team to try to get him, you know, back on track and, and motivated. This is a kid that scored 20 goals. I believe as a 18 year old, 19 year old came into the league as an 18 year old. He had a 30 goal season as well with the Canadians. So it's, it's nice to see him. Like he's really like Arizona, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Ottawa, Toronto over the past two years, two and a half years, he's bounced around. He's got a ton of skill. I'm seeing the effort from him too. I think that was the biggest thing is just the effort. He seems like he's in a good place. He's with a, a strong team where he doesn't need to be counted on to, to drive offensively. And he looks like he's fitting in. So I'm, I'm happy for him. He's still young. And yeah, it's nice to see Galchenyuk. And at the same time, this is, I think, his, his very last chance in the NHL. I, I think if it didn't work, it doesn't work in Toronto, 
I don't know how many teams are, are taking more shots on him. So it's nice to see Galchenyuk, and uh, I'm rooting for him. I am rooting for him, despite the logo on his jersey. Uh, he's pretty cheap, too, on DK. Uh, and again, he scored last night. I think the stacks for me, Boston, Winnipeg, and Vegas, I have no problem with Philadelphia either. I think, you know, it's a strong game stack. I think Vegas would be a little bit ticked off tonight, just a couple losses, and you mentioned Bennington uh, pretty bad. You know, there is some a little bit of value at the center position. Suzuki is 4-6. Um, but staying with some of the games where we could maybe see some offense, Krejci 4-2, Pierre-Luc Dubois is 4-1. Uh, those are guys, I think, pretty cheap. But if you can, up at the top, like Matthews, 8-9. Uh, McKinnon, obviously, not breaking any news, 8-7 here on DK. And then uh, Couturier is 6-2. Is but I like this Boston line. This Bergeron is 7-4. I think he's mispriced a little bit. I would rather spend up on Pasternak then McDavid and McKinnon. I know that may seem a little crazy and nerve wracking, but that's where I lean. And then Marshan, who had the hat trick over the weekend, he is seven, three Ehlers, Connor, like that's where I'm going for offense on the wing over at D uh, I, I mentioned Grizzlick. He's four, eight. I think that's a really strong price for Matt Grizzlick. Uh Winnipeg boys, Neil Pionk and Morrissey four, seven and four, six respectively. Uh, if you can get to, say, Theodore, I don't mind it, 6-3. But I really think, guys, the goals tonight will come from the Bruins, the Flyers, the Jets, and the Leafs. I think the Leafs, even though they'll probably see Markstrom. In net, who's your goalie of choice tonight? Who'd you pick? I'll be going Campbell. I know it sounds like a homer pick, but, I mean, he hasn't lost. I know, it's true. He's only 7-9, too. And, and the Flames don't scare me. I'm going Campbell. Yeah, I like Campbell. Campbell's a good play. I think if you want to go against the grain, and this will, you'll sweat it out completely. But Cam Talbot at 7 2 on DK, they have a, a save bonus there at 35 saves. That's a tournament play only. And if you're only playing one lineup, I wouldn't do it. But if you're playing five or six lineups tonight, a lot of people are going to be on the apps, right? They see what happened a couple weeks ago, all the shots, the 11 goals in two games. If you really want to go against the grain, pick a Minnesota goalie, pick Cam Talbot. And maybe it's a 2-1 game. Heck, even if he loses 2-1 and he makes 37 saves, you're going to return value there at 7-2. At uh, but a safer goalie, I would... You know, Ottawa still generates a lot of shots. Hellebuck's up at the top 8-4. I don't mind that play. Uh, Edmonton, I feel the same thing. Mike Smith, 7-4. I like the under there, and I think he could get the save bonus. Like, he can make 35 saves, and that could be a 2-1 hockey game or whatnot. So that's kind of my feeling for DK, Boston, Winnipeg. Philadelphia and Vegas or in Toronto rather. And I think just to be contrarian would be to go against Hellebuck. I think that would be the contrarian play, maybe a, an Ottawa stack. All right. What do you got for us, uh, Matt from Friday? All right. Your picks, you went four and two. The four you got right were the Edmonton under the Edmonton money line, uh, Winnipeg, Toronto under and the Yotes money line. You missed on the Colorado St. Louis over and the Jets' money line. That brings your win-loss for your picks to 106 and 68. For your shot props, you went 3-4, three, or 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Kyle Connor hit for you. McKinnon hit for you. Sharon Govich hit at 1.5 for you. Dustin Brown laid a goose egg, which was very uncharacteristic. Yes. Uh, Rantanen and Hyman missed for you. 3-3 three and three there brings your win-loss to 39 and 16 for shot props. What do you got for us? Hyman. <sighs> And he got the shots early, too. On the first shift, he had two shots. I was like, nice. Hi, man. Um, for shot props, Toffoli, two and a half. Grizzlick, one and a half. 
Connor, if you can get one and a half, I mean, you can give me two and a half, but I like one and a half William Hill, like let's go. Uh, those three Garland, two and a half Marsh, Marsh so two and a half. So that funny Marsh so two and a half. Um, Proveroff one and a half plus 150. Man, I like shot props tonight. I'm giving a ton out here. Uh, Nate McKinnon three and a half and Dustin Brown two and a half. But if you just want to narrow it down to three or four, my favorites would be to Foley, Grizzlick, and Connor. Like those are the three. And then I would put McKinnon at four, but then you can, you know, you can get in there with Brown and Garland. Um, yeah. Those are the shot props for the picks. Edmonton, Montreal under six. Philly and Boston over four, over 5.5. I like Vegas on the money line and I like the Leafs on the money line. Those are the picks. Um, what do you got, Eric? What's your favorite on the board here tonight? I want to have the stones to pick Minnesota wild against do Colorado. But, Prove but to Dom, I, you are the Minnesota guy. I don't, I don't, I'm not brave enough. I did go with Ottawa over Winnipeg. Um, that's just a gut feeling. Do not bet money on any on that. That's, that's just a plus. I want my odds to be good. Um, and I think um, if Koskinen plays Montreal over Winnipeg. Over, over Edmonton. Yeah. Or yeah. Edmonton. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. And even though I didn't pick the jets, like, and we talked about them being juiced up, I think it's fine to put them into a parlay, like to include them maybe into a Colorado parlay or, or maybe take both of them on the puck line and just like decent odds there as well. It's now, now I'm talking more picks here. It's not my, not my favorite play, but if you wanted to get involved, I do think the jets win the hockey game. I think that they're a better team um, than Ottawa. Eric, always a pleasure. Maddie, always a pleasure as well. Uh, hit us up in the YouTube section. We'll circle back before a puck drop. Good luck with all your plays. Hit me up if you have any questions at Chris Meany. Check out the free parlay calculator and prop shop over at ftmbets.com. It's awesome. You'll love it. We'll be back on Wednesday. Cheers. 